Welcome to The Just Pod, a podcast by the Criminal Justice Section of the ABA, the unified voice of criminal justice. Welcome to this episode of The Just Pod. Today, we're joined by our current chair, Kim Parker, who is a prosecutor coordinator for Kansas County and district attorneys. So Kim, thank you for joining us again. You're welcome. I love doing this. It's so much fun with you, Emily. (laughs) You always have everything ready to go and we have so much excitement. Uh, I described it earlier today. It's like a a fire burning across the plains of Kansas. There's so much going on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and this year is a special year for the criminal justice section. So let's start with that. There is a lot to talk about. Why is 2020 special to the criminal justice section? So in 1920, the criminal justice section originated in St. Louis, Missouri. This year is that which we celebrate our centennial existence. And so we're very excited about that. We have a theme we have titled Perfecting Our Vision 2020. And in that, we have been looking back at the last 100 years and and what's been accomplished in criminal justice since that time, moving toward our obligation to achieve justice. And then looking forward, what is the next 100 years going to look like and how can we make a difference in the world of criminal justice and criminal justice reform? So we've got some celebrations planned. We're developing content, both reflecting back at our history and looking forward that you can expect to see in the criminal justice magazine or other publications, as well as we're developing some of our CLE training around things that maybe are still left to be done in criminal justice reform. So we're very excited, but the fun part is that in the spring we'll be celebrating in Kansas City, uh, kicking off uh, during the reception there, our new membership strategy and, and how we are going to bring in individuals that are criminal justice influencers. So we are excited about that. And then our big gala will happen in Chicago at the annual meeting of the ABA. Great. So we are all looking forward to that. And for our listeners, we're planning to do some special podcast episodes around some of those more salient issues to criminal justice history and what the section was doing about them as well. So Kim, you were just in Austin for mid-year. Will you give us an update on how that went and what the activities were for the section? Well, our council usually meets at different meetings, but we do not meet at mid-year so that we can get our 40-plus subcommittees doing their work and concentrating on what they have planned for the year. And so many of our subcommittees met. And we also have a meeting scheduled at mid-year every year to determine the next class of leaders that will be nominated to lead the criminal justice section. So that meeting took place and we have a lineup that will be approved at the spring meeting by the council of a whole. And so we're excited about these new folks coming in and, and bringing new ideas 
new thoughts and energy. But one of the most demanding and fun events was a long range planning meeting that we had started last September. And uh, we brought folks together to think about the long-term future of our section. And when I referred to a fire burning across the plains of Kansas, I would say that's what it was like in the long-range planning meeting for two days. People were so excited about bringing their new ideas and how that we can actually do things that will influence the shaping of criminal justice in our nation and around the globe. You know, we are in a place where we are dealing with different technology demands that maybe have not been addressed in the past. We're looking at a larger global reach. And we're also looking at how can we bring in that millennial generation to the work of the section as we look forward. I think one of the things about the long range planning meeting that was so essential in is partners with our determination to be active and relevant in criminal justice reform. And that is some of the things that are happening right now in the United States and around the world. And that is embracing the rule of law. And so we have put some thought and energy into the idea of how to do that within our section. So I think that's another thing people can look forward to. And we invite those of you that have ideas and thoughts about how to embrace the rule of law and spread it in an understanding of it in the younger generation in our nation so that we engage in some civic discussions about what it means to all of us to respect and honor the rule of law. Well, that sounds great. A lot to look forward to. So speaking of events, we've got a couple that are coming up for the section. You mentioned one that's coming up soon, but tell us about what's happening in March and then in April as well. Certainly. We have a lot of activity always in white-collar crime. And our white-collar crime division has a national meeting in San Diego March 11th through 13th. If you have the opportunity to look online and see the lineup and the schedule that is planned, I think you'll want to be there. So I'm hoping that people take a look at that and come to San Diego and enjoy the networking possibilities that exist there as well as the learning opportunities. So we hope that you join us for our spring meeting in Kansas City, Missouri at the Weston Crown Center. We will begin our activities April the 23rd with a Women and Allies in Criminal Justice Profession Symposium. This is something we started last year, and it is designed to look at the special issues that women who are in criminal justice practice as lawyers encounter. We're starting out with some wonderful panels to infinity and beyond our first panel. So we're going to be looking at careers for women in criminal justice beyond the courtroom setting where you might traditionally think that women lawyers abide. Also, we know that women have a lot of demands in their lives, their full practice, as well as trying to manage 
family, maybe small children, elderly parents, or other individuals in their family with special needs. And so we want to look at how women who are already in the practice may have some experience in that area can consider creating opportunities for ambitious women that want to have strong criminal legal practice careers. We've got some fun planned as well as a special panel that is designed to look at workplace conflicts between women and how to build on the positive aspects of women-to-women relationships in the workplace, tactics and advice to overcome and avoid workplace conflict for women. We have an interactive session planned for later in the day where we will look at quality leadership characteristics and the role that they play. And finally, our Women in White Collar will close the day with an open listening participation, looking at acknowledging the significant strides that women have made to become leaders in the legal profession. We, of course, will end the day with a wonderful reception in the Skyview room at that hotel. The next day, we will be looking at things like mental health and criminal justice, the exit ramp of expungements and sealing laws. We're taking a special look at child abuse and how it affects and and sometimes drives issues that later become criminal justice issues. And we're also going to take a special look at sound exercise of prosecutorial discretion. It's a very timely topic. We're going to close the day out with a a really strong look at sovereign immunity and how sovereign immunity looks when you have situations with the government going rogue. The fun part comes at the end of the day for a special 100-year celebration for our section. So it's going to be fast, it's going to be fun, and it's going to be a place where criminal justice influencers will have a place to participate. Well, the spring meeting sounds like an event you don't want to miss. So listeners, you can find the event information for both the National White Collar Crime Institute and the spring meeting on our events page on the criminal justice section website. So, all right. Well, in moving forward and looking at other activities, we just talked about the CJS awards after fall, but it's time to talk about them again. Kim, what's happening with the CJS awards? Well, as you know, and you just mentioned, uh, we just had the award ceremony in the fall and now it's time for the next round. We know that there are so many people making significant strides in criminal justice out there. So we need nominations. The nominations open March 1, and the deadline is May 1st. So there's a window of opportunity to look around and find those folks that we know are making substantial, sort of top flight, stellar progress in the arena of criminal justice. So please send in their names, nominate someone that you know that is doing amazing work. 
And listeners, like our events, the nominations information and forms are on our website. There's a special awards page, so you can go and see each of the five criminal justice section awards that we are accepting nominations for. And we, as Kim just said, we welcome your submissions. All of the paperwork can be found online, but should you run into any questions, you could always contact the section. Well, thank you, Kim, for walking us through all of this. The section's back in action in this new year and busy as ever. And there's lots to participate in and lots of ways to be involved. So thank you for keeping us updated on that. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. And thank you for your work, Emily. Oh, thanks so much. And thank you to our listeners for joining us on this episode of The Just Pod.